Today, my break is painting my nails. Um, I do it every once in a while when it becomes like really chipped, but because I haven't like gone rock climbing or anything, I really had no need to repaint them. But since I just pulled an all-nighter, I felt like I should take a break. Um, I mean, I pulled an all-nighter because I was struggling to write an essay. And it's still not done because I feel like it could be more... It could be par- like it could be phrased better. It could just be written much better. And I just like don't feel like submitting something that isn't perfect. But I know that's not good. And I should just submit things even if it's not perfect because... No one else's is going to be perfect and I'm not going to be graded or I shouldn't be graded on whether it's perfect or not because literally people dedicate their lives to learning how to write something perfectly and it takes them years and I should not expect myself to be able to write something perfect in a couple of days. Um, So I should honestly, once I finish this and my nails dry, I'm going to submit it and just take a deep breath and move on to the next assignment. Um, yeah. So I don't know this, this, uh, this past night so far, <laughs> I've spent it on printing a phone mount, N- like a phone, uh, the thing that keeps your phone upright on the table. What's it called? A, a phone holder, a phone. I want to call it a phone mount. Um, but I think my printer, either I'm not looking at the settings but it's not printing the support. And so where there are overhanging angles, it gets really funky looking and it's like really bugged me. And when I was trying to pick a part at some of the weird like angles and extra filament, I broke one of my nails, which is why I'm repainting it as well. Um, and yeah, but now I have like something to keep my phone upright so I can see when my Flora app tells me my tree has grown. I know that's so stupid, but it is what it is. Also because it has to... Uh, stand upright means that I can't be using it like I can't go on Instagram or something even though I do go on Instagram I go during my breaks um so yeah that is what I was doing this past night I've eaten so much food it's actually quite bad because I don't feel great about myself and like I know I'm just emotionally eating and that's not good so I think I was planning on going to the gym last night and I did book a slot and I did tell my friends I was going to go with them but then I dropped my phone like I slipped and I dropped my phone on the back of my ankle and it bruised for like a couple of hours and I don't know why I was like oh this is fine (laughs) and then I like went walked to the train station got on the train went like 90% of the way there and then realized wow I can't stand up I need to sit the fuck back down and get off at a stop where it's easy to just walk across and go to the downtown station. So I spent an hour just struggling, really, on the train. Um, It's a good thing I brought my laptop because then I was also working on some homework while I was waiting for a stop that I knew that I could just walk across a platform instead of going up the stairs and back down the stairs because my, like, the back of my... It's not the Achilles. It's, like, um, the heel but not the bottom of the heel, the back of the heel. Uh, I think it's just like a bone bruise of anything, but I dropped my phone on it and it hurt real bad. I didn't cry though. So I was like, it's definitely not broken. It's probably just bruised. Um, and that's okay. Thank goodness I have Birkenstocks. So I'm good. I am all good. And I iced it and I elevated it and I put 
like I wore a couple of socks to compress it. So I think I did the most I could and the rest is just up to fate, I guess. So I guess I shouldn't feel bad about eating because if I think about it, I'm just supplying nutrients for my body to help heal itself. I mean, I could just be making shit up, but I feel like I shouldn't feel guilty for eating when I'm hungry. And so I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. And we're just going to be okay with that. We're not going to question it. We're just going to keep going. Um, aside from that, I think a couple of things, random things on my mind is one, uh, one of my friends who I haven't talked to in a while came up to me and was really sad. And uh, it was about something that I wasn't, too familiar about so I knew that it was not my role to I mean also in general when someone comes to you feeling sad you should never say you were you can say you relate but you cannot say that you know exactly how they're feeling because you don't know how exactly they're feeling so what you can do is ask them either would they like advice or if they would like to kind of like I don't know just hear nice things uh let me look this up. Or if they would like to be consoled. And so uh, I basically didn't even ask her because I kind of knew that the best thing I could do is just let her talk through her emotions. And because it was something really recent at the time, she probably didn't have time to process her own emotions. So I just asked her how her day was, what she was up to, her plans and what she normally does and what she would like to do. And just talking about simple things, I think helps people process because it helps me process. And I know not everyone is the same as me, but I think even just talking to her, I think maybe made her feel like her whole, I don't know how to say this without sounding conceited because I promise I'm not. I promise I don't believe I'm the center of the universe. I, I truly know that I'm not. Um, but I think in talking to her, she maybe realized that this the person that was also involved is not, not having them in her life is not the end of the world. And that in talking with me, there's so much more beyond one person. And I think that's maybe what she needed. Um, so I just let her talk about her day and her plans and uh, what she would like to do and that kind of stuff. And I think it was super nice just to hear and catch up with her, even though it was in the context of her feeling sad. I think you can always bond with someone no matter how they feel. So I don't know. I, I was happy to be able to help her feel better. But it was also getting pretty late, and I think I didn't sleep until like five. But that's okay. Um, yeah. Oh, another thing is, I realized, I know I made an entire thing about how love is a scam, but I want to add, and sometimes when I go about my day, I think about what I've said and how I could have said it better. And there's a lot of instances where I could have said things better. Um, but one of the things I want to add is that, uh, there's always a question of like, when you like someone, how do you know they like you back? And I think I've come to the conclusion that when someone goes out of their way to be, to just interact with you, whether it's like physically they quit something so they can come hang out with you, or if they like, 
ignore, it's not that they ignore, but they focus on messaging you while they could have been messaging someone else. I think that's when you know someone likes you. And it also goes the other way around, which is how do you know when someone doesn't like you and is a waste of your time is when they don't even give you the light of day. Like you can literally ask them a very simple question that they could give you a very simple answer to and they will still not prioritize you. And it sucks, but I think the best way to get over it obviously takes time and uh, is to just let it go. You know, there's really nothing you can do. Um, And I think and the way you know you are better, not that one person can be better than another, but the way you know you're better than the situation you may be in, such that the situation is not in your favor, is you acknowledge that, like, that person is not worth your time. Uh, If they can't give you a simple answer to a simple question and would rather, like, share memes or send something entirely stupid and post it on their story, or just stupid shit like that... um, or just cancel constantly, they're just not worth your time. You know, if they don't go out of their way to maintain a relationship with you, you clearly don't matter to them. I know that sucks to hear. And obviously it sucks to say because that literally that is pain. <laughs> um, but don't waste your time because there are so many better things in life. This goes with friends too. Like for friends who just straight up ignore you, and only talk to you when it's convenient, they're not, it's not that they aren't your friends because they can be friends and they could just be busy, but you don't have to give them all your attention. Not that you should purposefully ignore them, like obviously that's rude, but just know that like you should, uh, I don't want to say you should because I don't want to give advice because I don't know if I have the merit to. But I'm going to say I should realize that for the friends who don't prioritize me, that I don't need to consider those my best friends and that I have much, much better friends out there than this one person who doesn't respond or the two or three people. You know, it doesn't matter how many. I have much better friends and stronger friendships with other people and I shouldn't fixate over the friendships that... I don't have control over. Obviously, you don't. I don't have control over how someone prioritizes or doesn't prioritize me. And I should just realize that, like, that is life. Such is life, and I should just there's there's. It's not even like such is life, and that sucks. It's like such is life, and there are so many better things out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's how you know. <laughs> going back to this, the original statement, that's how you know if someone likes you or doesn't like you. Like, whether it's, like, a romantic interest or just, like, a friend, uh, if they go out of their way to maintain their relationship with you, that is a relationship worth having. Whereas, like, if someone doesn't even care to respond to you, like, if you have to beg them to give you attention, the first time I think is okay because maybe it's a mistake and there's a misunderstanding. But if you have to do it multiple times, it's really not worth your time. And it's not like it's degrading, but in some ways it is degrading and it sucks. So just don't do it. Just save yourself. Like, I don't even know how to phrase it. You are better than that. And just save yourself the time and effort and emotional effort. I mean... It's going to hurt either way when you like realize that, but it's just not worth your time. I don't know. It sucks. Same with like classes. If classes like 
if you don't benefit from a class and all it does, especially like a professor, like if they don't answer you and they don't go out of their way to help you, that is not a good professor. Do not choose that professor to be your mentor. Like that is the worst idea. Like if, I don't know, it goes with everything, you know, like life is about matching other people's efforts. And if someone isn't giving you effort, don't even fuck with them. <laughs> like, it's not worth it. In no way will it... It's not an investment. It's never going to be that. Because, yes, there's so many movies where it's like, oh, just wait for them. That is complete bullshit. Like, think about it. When you don't like someone, you don't give them that much effort. Wouldn't it make you feel uncomfortable if all they did was fantasize about waiting for you? Like... Sorry, I mean me. I don't mean to be saying you because, I again, I don't have the merit to give you advice. I'm just thinking me. If I didn't like someone, I obviously wouldn't spend that much time, like, helping them. But I would be nice. You know, I'm a polite person. So if someone asks me for help, whether I like them or not, I will give them help or direct them to someone who can. Um, but if I don't like this person and genuinely dislike who they are, I won't give them the extra effort, like... If their computer's broken, I would just direct them to someone who could fix it rather than spending eight hours and trying to fix it for them. You know, whereas if my friend's laptop broke, I obviously would sit down with them, go through what happened and help them fix it. So I think it's weird for me to realize that like there's no such thing as waiting for someone because if I don't want someone to wait for me, I shouldn't wait for someone else, you know? Um, and also... If someone tells you to wait for them, that is also complete bullshit. Um, yeah, just avoid that situation. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, I have a couple of thoughts on this, but I don't know if I'm ready to say them. But yeah, uh, just don't wait for anyone because you, this is your life. Your time is precious. Don't spend it fantasizing about someone who won't even matter to you in like 10, 12 years or like the rest of your life. Honestly, you'll probably forget them. You won't forget them, but they just won't be as a big part of your life now as they will be later. They won't be a big part later as they are now is what I mean to say. Um, and I actually think I've been able to like, uh, I wouldn't say all, um, I've been able to realize like, Ooh, I got it. Nymphia lotus flower. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know where I was going. But I think recently I've been able to realize, like, who gives me the extra effort. And it's super easy to notice, too. It's not like you have to think that hard. I know, like, when you like someone or, again, when I like someone, I like to deny that I like them. But in reality, if I sat down and, like, thought about it, I think I would know, you know, I don't think I would have to put too much effort. If someone's willing to walk you home, I would call that extra effort. But again, in the beginning of like your relationships with other people, you're obviously over polite sometimes. So then it's like, you're trying to like dismiss it and be like, Oh no, they don't like me. They're just being nice. I don't know. At some point, I think you do know. And when friends point it out, it's always like a thing of denial. I'm always like, no way. I don't like them. <laughs> I know that's like so childish, but I don't know. That's just how my mind works. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh, my nails are drying. I like when my nails dry shiny and like 
I used to paint my nails at night and then I'd go to bed and I would sleep. I sleep on my hands, I guess. And then you could see the lines, like the indentations of my hair in my nail polish. It would be so ugly and I have to redo it every time. But uh, Senna got me this nail polish that like dries pretty fast. So I don't even have to like do it before I sleep. I just do it in the middle of the day. And because I'm typing and not writing, it doesn't really interfere with my doing of homework. So yeah, that's why I did it now. I mean, it's also like seven in the morning, so there's that. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and if you guys, I don't know, you probably won't hear this in time because like right now everyone's pretty busy, but I've been posting like random shit on Instagram and that includes like random selfies. So if you see those, just know that it was probably three or four in the morning and I was just feeling myself and you can ignore them. <laughs> They're super... Yeah, no, they're just strange. <laughs> like, I choose the weirdest filters, and I'm like, ah, nice, this one. <laughs> yeah. What else is I going to say? Oh, someone messaged me something, and I didn't really know how to process it, so I had to ask Senna, like, how do I respond to this? Basically, someone told me something I already knew because it's actually about me. Um, It's like telling... Someone who's drowning, what drowning feels like, if that makes any sense. Uh, or someone who has cancer, what cancer is, you know. I mean, I guess during your diagnosis, okay, fine, whatever. But the drowning, the drowning metaphor works. Like someone, I guess it's mansplaining. Uh, yeah. Basically, someone mansplained what it means the struggles of being Asian to me. Uh, yeah. But this person was not Asian. But I also realized that I could not criticize them because perhaps this was their introduction or the first time that they were opening their eyes to acknowledging Asian hate crimes. And so instead of being rude and saying like, no shit, this is about me. I know what it means to live in fear because of who I am and to constantly be judged and stereotyped based on my skin color and my ethnicity. But instead of saying that, I said something along the lines of, thank you for acknowledging the struggles of being Asian in America. These crimes are targeted to me and blah, 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 because of who we are, because of our ethnicity. Thank you for acknowledging that. I would like for you to share your opinion with your other peers who may not be aware of this. And then I got some response. I don't know. I made it very kind and very, well, I guess I was a little bit, not aggressive, but confrontational saying like, I don't need to be the one to hear this. And it's not the first time I've gotten this message. But like, obviously... I don't need to, it's not my job to educate. Okay, I guess it kind of is my job. But it's not, like I have so many experiences of being hated on because I'm Asian that it's kind of sad that I just brush it off and go, it's whatever because I'm just trying to live my day-to-day -day life without being held down by really negative experiences. But to have to tell someone who is just realizing this that I don't need to hear this and that they 
should use their voice to share their opinion with people who have not heard these facts, I think was very strange for me. And I was messaging Sina. I was like, how do I respond to this? Like, what does this person want to hear from me? Like, yes, you are my savior. Thank you for telling me about this. I had no idea I was being hated on because of my ethnicity. No way. Oh my God, what? Like, I don't really know how I was supposed to react to that. And I think I did it in the most civilized manner I could. And I can't imagine what other people feel like because I'm sure I'm not the person who has experienced the most hate. And obviously, I'm not dead. Um, so it's not not the worst thing has happened to me. But still, I don't... Am I supposed to thank this person? Like, the the way their message was structured was such that it was... It was basically a... This is what's going on. This sucks. I'm upset at this. And I understand that it was perhaps a way for this person to reach out and say and hear, yes, thank you for understanding. You are so correct. You know, but I think, I don't know. Also because I know that this person has like controversial opinions, like, I guess I'm pretty liberal in thought, but I think this person like really likes to go to the facts, but some things are not going to be written in the book. Some things are going to be anecdotal and it's not going to be factual, but it's going to be true either way because some data is not recorded no matter what happens. Some things like even in media, when someone, when a white man murders like Asian people, it's about him having a bad day and not the fact that the Asian people were targeted because of their ethnicity and the stereotypes that the media has put onto them. You know, ah, I don't even, it's like infuriating and it's also just exhausting to have to explain because it's not my job to explain. I, I know that's not correct because it should be my job to explain and it should be my job to educate people on what I go through, but it's also their job to educate themselves. There are so many instances and resources and things they can refer to that go beyond me as an individual, you know? So while I could have written like a 90 page essay with a title and like citations and APA and MLA, I chose to just say, thank you, but I think your opinions would be better shared with your peers who do not know. You know, that's that's basically what I said. And I feel I want to feel guilty, but I just don't feel guilty. <laughs> like I have shit to do and I have always experienced hate against who I am my entire life. And I just don't have the time to explain and sit further in this. It feels like it's not only my job to explain but it's like I'm hated on and then additionally it's my job to explain you know I don't think it should be my job to explain I think if I'm hated on there are so many people who have already voiced their concerns who have shown resources such that people can contribute to it's not my job is I don't know maybe I'm just getting like overreactive over like a person mansplaining something to me but it's not the first time it's a problem you know, and I don't think these people are aware that they're doing this and that it just appears really bad. But like, what the fuck is basically what I'm trying to say. 
I don't need to hear this is what I mean to. Well, I'm glad this person thinks this way, but it doesn't have to be a direct message. In fact, it would be more effective if it were were on like a public posting, a story, a LinkedIn update. Though I think LinkedIn is a weird site at this rate. Like it's not really professional. It's not very social either. It's like the borderline. Like if you post on it, you're kind of weird in my opinion. I don't know. Hot take. Um, Yeah, I think... Don't seek approval from individuals is what I want to say to this person. And rather, if you want to share your opinions about a controversial topic, say it out loud. And I know that's scary and it obviously takes guts. But if you truly believe in a cause, it's your duty to say it out loud. Like, ugh, I don't even know how to phrase what I'm trying to say. But I hope... You guys understand what I mean. Like, I I know I, like, don't really get messages across very clearly, but I hope you understand, like, the frustration of, like, me sitting there looking at this message and going, how am I supposed to respond to this? And I know I'm not the only one who's experienced this. I just, I don't know. Something about white men explaining things to me has always gotten on my nerves. (laughs) Like, I know most of my professors are white, but still. (laughs) And I know some of the people I've dated are white. But still, it doesn't, I don't even care about who they are. I don't care if they're white or if they're male. Honestly, anyone explaining something to me I already know and clearly already know bugs me. It like makes me, it gives me a headache because I'm like, okay, now I have to sit through this, you know? Um, It's like my dad telling me the same story a hundred times because he forgot he told it to me the other 99 times. And it just gets annoying and frustrating. And I know it's rude for me to say like, hey, I don't want to hear it anymore. But I just don't want to hear it anymore. Um, It's not that I don't want to hear their support. It's that I don't need to hear it directly from them. Rather, it would be more useful if they said it to other people. And I heard it just passing by, you know. Then I would be like, thank you for saying that, you know. But to say it to me directly means that you're just seeking approval from me as an individual um, and that you want my praise. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm being rude about this because it's pretty late and I haven't really slept. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's just annoying is my conclusion. But yeah, a couple of things. No, that's it. That's all the things. (laughs) That's all that's on my mind. Um, I gave Tubby's a haircut by myself. It's like, I rated a 6 out of 10. I wouldn't pay for it. Um, It's okay. It doesn't look terrible. The last time I cut her hair, it looked really, really bad. So I guess this is an improvement. But I also just can't justify spending $150 for grooming my dog. I understand that I can't give tubbies what other dogs get like I can't pamper her I just don't have the resources to pamper her or send her to doggy daycare or have a trainer for her but what I can do is groom her myself train her myself take care of her myself in fact the great thing about tubbies is that she's a very simple dog if she hears a command she will try to figure out what you're trying to say and then Best case scenario, she does the command and she gets a treat. 
And worst case scenario, she doesn't get the command and you just continue to practice with her. So I, I guess it's not specific to tubbies. I think it's like a most dogs kind of thing. Like this is just how they are. But yeah, I don't know. Tubbies is very simple. I know most doggy parents like give tons of tons of treats and toys to their dog. But Tubby literally has two toys. It's a beaver that actually belongs to Bean, which is Kate's dog, and a snake, which belonged to Lily, which is my sister's dog. Lily, I mean, like, Lily has tons and tons of toys. And Bean has tons and tons of toys. And, like, these dogs I see on Instagram and through my friends, like, they have tons of tons of toys. They have a nice dog bed, and they have... They get pampered and they get haircuts like every two months. But Tubby's, I think, is happy. I mean, I don't want to say for her, but I think Tubby's has lots of joy and it brings me lots of joy to see her have lots of joy, which is simple things. Like I gave her a piece of string and she had a blast with it for like at least five hours. Like, I don't know. I think, I don't want to be conceited and say, I think I did a good job with Tubby's, but I I hope that Tubby's is happy and that even though I can only provide her with simple things, that she is satisfied and feels like she has a fulfilled life. You know, whether I think at the end of the day, it's like it doesn't matter what toy it is. You know, it could be a fancy $20 like toy that holds the treat inside, but it could also literally be a ribbon and Tubbies wouldn't know the difference. I mean, she would obviously know the difference, but she wouldn't care. She would play with both of them the same. So I figured as long as I'm there to take care of Tubbies, I'm doing the best I can for Tubbies, and that is all I can do, and that's that, and I should be happy with that. But sometimes I think I could have given more to Tubbies had I been richer, had I lived in a nicer neighborhood, had I lived in a nicer apartment, had I had parents who would let me, like, I don't know, would raise me in a more, I don't, I don't even know. There's just so many things that could have been different, but I should just be thankful that I have tubbies and that is all I ever wanted. And that's that. And I think I'm doing okay with it and there's nothing wrong. And tubbies is healthy and she's pretty happy. I mean, I think she's happy. I wouldn't know, but she doesn't cry very often. And I think that's a sign that she's happy. Um, and she plays every day, so... And I walk her every day for at least half an hour, so... I think I do an okay job. And I know I'm not perfect, but I know I'm just doing my best, and that's all I can ask for myself, from myself. So, I don't know. Ugh. There's so many things I don't know and I don't have control over, but I literally can't do anything about that, and worrying about those things would literally not help me. So... What I'm going to do with the rest of my morning is I'm just going to get shit done. Like literally with what I have, I'm going to do what I can. And that's, that's that. All right. I will go do that. Oh, and some parting words from Tubbies. If she gives us any, cause she's still in a ball and she's basically asleep. Let's see. Tub, tub. Okay, she obviously did not want to be bothered. So what you heard was her licking her nose and her telling me to fuck off. And I hope you have a wonderful morning.